Gregory bravely sacrificed himself to become the ship's rudder. <laughs> I think that's false. Oh, uh, Master Splinter's super totes mad. What? Yes! Yeah. yeah! Two broomsticks at the same time. Expecto Patronum! You'll never amount to anything! Completely false. If it was Andy's girthy candy, there's no way they'd ever change that So, name. so, wait, is it goblins? Did I get it wrong? Oh, this one is true! I am chocolate. <laughs> and the theme of today's podcast is... Wait, are we still in the intro? Hello and welcome back, listeners, to the Allegedly Podcast, where me and my co-host get a mystery topic coupled with some mystery facts, and it's our job to figure out which facts are real and which facts are fake. My name is Alex, and with us always is Joe, giving the old crazy eye. Be crazy. And then you go into like a crazy seizure. <laughs> oh, dude, I love that movie. I, nobody ever does that anymore. The cra- well, I mean, I guess that's a thing, right? The Crazy Eye Western, mm. right? But I mean, Five Goes West is that—that's where I learned it because I was a kid. Stone Cold classic. Okay, so if this is a Western topic, I'm gonna laugh my butt off because how ridiculous would that be? That should that would be some uh, syncopation there. That, that is some wonky stuff, like some channeling to the future kind of things. But let's jump into the podcast topic and see what we have to deal with today. What are we? What rabbit hole are we jumping down into? So the podcast topic is chess. Oh, chess, chess boards, checkmate. I know everything there is to know about chess because I watched that Netflix show. Uh, I just got done watching Bobby Fischer, so, yeah, or what is it called? Where's Bobby Fischer? What happened to Bobby Fischer? I don't know. Uh, Well, you know, like, uh, it's not looking too good if you can't. (laughs) I don't know. The chess movie. (laughs) (laughs) You know, smart person checkers. Yeah, (laughs) the smart checkers. You can't kang them in that one. Dude, so here we here we go, dude. We got we got it. Chess checkmate. I just got checkmated on that first uh the the movie topic. I can't think of it at all. <laughs> all right, well let's jump to the first fact because I'm very curious because there's a lot of things about chess I don't know. Uh, I I doubt it's gonna be move specific though because there's a lot of wonky moves that are like technicalities that you can do in chess. <laughs> I'm like I know the basics. <laughs> Well, let's see, dude. We have a 50-50 chance at every question. Right. <laughs> I have a feeling so, there's going to be a lot of coin flips on this episode. <laughs> yes. Yes, a lot of coin flips. Uh, so let's see. Here we go. Fact number one. In the early 1800s, a Scottish cattle rancher followed a wayward munching cow into a sandy beach, looked down, and noticed a small chamber made of stones. Inside the chamber, or inside the secret chamber, was a wooden box, inside which he would find, or inside which he would come to find, the earliest complete chess set known to man in near pristine condition. So some dude was just walking out on a beach. Yeah. Like he was was just following a cow. Followed a cow, like, probably stumbled on this stupid rock thing, and was like, what the heck? And he looked inside, boom, chess set. Do you think it made the noise like Jumanji? (laughs) <laughs> yeah and he like 
he opens and what, it up. What is this? It's like it just gives him riddles. It's like play this chess set if you dare. If you don't, you'll fall down some stairs. And you're like, whoa! <laughs> I wonder what it means. <laughs> Chess, like he opens it up and it automatically sets up. <laughs> yeah, like Don't go have a cow. Get the queen to take a bow. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what happened. Like, okay, okay, so he finds this Jumanji chess set, right? Mm. This guy's a cattle rancher in the eighteen hundreds. This guy's out in the so he threw it in his attic, is what happened, right? Like, am I wrong? And then it just, this is Grandpappy's story until they get to a point where they can take it to an assessor for historical purposes. Like, I doubt there's a historian out there going, by Jove, this was made in Egypt right. in the 1300s. He probably you know? took it took it home and, like, his kids played with it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. For, like, 100 years. Until, yeah. like, 1935, when history, you know, was actually embraced. <laughs> collectively. Do you know what you have here? Uh, you mean the kids play shit? <laughs> <laughs> you just made him. Oh, yeah, he's a Scottish cattle rat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sean Connery. <laughs> it's just little trinkets I found on the beach. <laughs> so I was out there with my cows and my Scottish <laughs> Highland sword. <laughs> I was swinging my sword around and I found this chest set. I was uh, I was ranching my cattle out on the highland, and only one got away. I was like, McLeod, you get back here. <laughs> but that shashy little Bessie went to the beach, and I found this little chest yet. Do you, okay, wait. So let's ask this. Do you think mm. Sean Connery, cattle rancher, would understand how to play chess in the 1800s, or do you think he just found little statues? Right. Did it did it come with a board, or was it just the pieces? What if it's like a mid, like a like a Milton Bradley chess set that came from the future? And he's like, that's how chess was invented. He's like, got the instructions here. But oh, this is a new game. <laughs> well, someone even wrote down the rules. That's convenient. <laughs> Earliest known chess set was it written in? Okay, Scott. Okay, wait. Sorry, my brain's. I'm not good historically. Scottish, right? Yes. They would have spoken English. In the 1800s, correct? Uh, yeah. Like, is there a different language that the the Scottish island speaks? Or would it... Scotland isn't an island. It's okay. attached to England. Okay, well, the uh, whole thing is a giant and they island. And they, they, they used to speak Scottish Gaelic. Okay, that's... Okay, so I had Gaelic in my head, but I didn't know if that was a dialect or an accent, or if that's, like, a legit different language. I believe it's a legit different language. There's also, oh. I believe, Irish Gaelic as well. Oh, okay. Um, so I think it's also, there is a dialect, but I think it's, uh, I think there there was a specific Scottish and Irish. Yeah, because there, well, so And then I don't know what the, I think the Celts, because I think there was Celtic as well. I could be wrong, though. Yeah, because where did chess originate? Like, so he's on his beach. Yeah, uh, yeah that would make I sense, believe, wouldn't it? I believe chess originated in India. Really? Yes. Interesting. Okay, so would it make sense to be on an island in Scotland? No. I mean, <laughs> unless it came back from the Crusades. Yeah. Like. But I, I don't know when it traveled 
to Europe. Mm. Uh, let's say this. Okay, so let's say Scottish dude finds it. See, mm-hmm. I'm there's a lot of detail here, but I'm smelling a false because like this guy would literally have to throw it in his hat. He doesn't know what he has. He's a cattle rancher. Right. Like he wouldn't know it's super old. It's or if probably, someone dropped it like that morning, really. He's like I found all these little pieces on the ground, it's probably something sexual. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta well, I gotta share that that uh that lady queen's looking mighty fine. Yeah, look at all these little pawns are meant to go into things if you catch my schmaning. Well yeah. finally look at all these paper witch. <laughs> That's exactly For my extension of accounting. That I have to about- do as a cattle rancher. <laughs> yes, that's exactly... No, I, I don't know. There's Something's just smelling false. But there's so much detail. Like, mm-hmm. I would believe it. Because, like, what? You know, shipwrecks or something like that. But it's a small chamber hidden. Like, who's fucking hiding chess sets? Like, was there a war on chess? And they were like, stow it away before they get to it. Like, you know... <laughs> this this is clearly a Catholic chess set. Mm-hmm. We need a exactly. big Protestant one. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, the king is not shaped correctly. <laughs> this is clearly not the king of England. <laughs> That's the king of France. <laughs> Blasphemy! Blasphemy! Well, we already know, per our previous episodes, that the church had a lot of opinions on forks. Would it really <laughs> surprise you that they had a lot of opinions on chess? Right. No. <laughs> no, it would not. Like, yeah. There is no cross on this king, uh, therefore it is the chess set of the devil. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I, without a doubt. But see, I don't know. Like, the earliest known chess sets, would it even have looked like chess? I mean, if it originated in India in the, before the 1800s, it, it could very well just be in, like, stones. You know what I mean? Stones with right. something carved into them or something like that. It, it could almost look like checkers. Yeah, exactly. And just each one looks slightly different but yeah mm-hmm. it, could, it could have been like checkers and they just you know they had the rules of chess but then how do you know it's a chess set right <laughs> i don't know uh, they had the milton bradley instructions with it. yeah <laughs> well that's like, that a good point though like they ha- they would have to hold on to it before someone could appraise it yes that's what i'm saying he just threw it in his attic yeah that's so... why i'm feeling false on this one unless you like unless he like Found it and went immediately like this belongs in a museum. <laughs> Sean Connery. Okay, wait. Is this Sean Connery from Indiana Jones Three? <laughs> Scottish Highlander my, Cattleman. My, my future son will be very disappointed if I don't dare take this directly to the museum. Yes. Look on the bottom. It has clues to the Holy Grail. <laughs> Alexandretta. <laughs> this whole time. Yes, I... Okay. Well, okay, so what, what, what are you thinking, Joe? Uh, I'm smelling a rat. <laughs> Good, me too. I, I feel like this is false. It has to be, mm. right? Unless we're just I, I think so. I think so. But I, I have a feeling like this could be true. So so let's walk on the wild side here. Let's just go false. What do you think? Are, are, are we going to do that? Yeah, let's do it. Like, Fuck. Let's walk down the beach. Let's, let's take a walk. Yeah. Well, I looked around. There was only one shit of fucking footprints and no chessboard. <laughs> Fuck it. Fucker stole my chessboard. <laughs> he stole chessboard. There's a, there's a pawn missing. 
<laughs> All right, then. Let's go false. Let's go false that in the early 1800s, a Scottish cattle rancher found one of the earliest known chess boards in, like, a chamber on the beach. All right. Three, two, one. Bam. Oh, it's true. Mother. Damn. God. Shoot. <laughs> okay, so here. Around 1831, Malcolm McLeod. McLeod? It's it's literally M-A-C-L-E-O-D. McLeod. Malcolm McLeod. Literally stumbled upon a near-perfect, complete medieval chess set, plus bonus pieces buried in a secret chamber dating back to sometime in the mid-1100s. It is thought to have been carved in or around Norway from walrus ivory and whale teeth, with the opposing side stained red. While older individual pieces have been found, no one had ever before or since found such an old complete set Whoa. the lewis chessmen as they are known are split between two museums note the math is weird because there were multiple sets plus some with other items like a belt buckle 82 <laughs> pieces at the british museum in london and 11 at the national museum in, of scotland in edinburgh and are among the most popular attractions at both. In 2019, one of the five presumed missing Lewis Chessmen was found by a Scottish family in an old dresser drawer. <laughs> How the fuck? No. No. What? <laughs> well, let me just keep this shit for a little <laughs> bit and put it right next to my trousers. Yes, I'm going to bury this. Bury this <laughs> dresser and hold it for my family. And then their family stumbles upon the dresser. They're like, wow, this must be great-grandpa's dresser. Is this a chess piece that he kept in it? <laughs> oh, that's what that was? <laughs> <laughs> okay, wait. So if you want to see what they look like, you can watch the first Harry Potter movie as the chess pieces at the end are modeled after them. Right down to the grumpy-looking queen. Holy shit, these chess pieces were huge. <laughs> no, yeah, right. <laughs> Yeah, he's like, I held on to them for such a long time, I thought they'd look good on my lawn. <laughs> I'm, honestly, I'm surprised no one found them sooner. <laughs> they're, they're quite large. So, yeah, but they are like little people. Like, they're carved. Like, they are pieces that are carved. It's wild. Crazy. So, well, we fucked up. I'm sorry. My gut lets it. Let us, let us astray. <laughs> It led to good content. It's fine. It was good. All right. So we, we fucked that one up, but goddamn, I guess, dude found a trust piece in the drawer. Fascinating. But, you know, let's 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 move past it now. Let's get beyond it to fact number two and redeem ourselves. <laughs> All right, here we go. Fact number two. There are an infinite number of potential moves in a single chess game. No, it has to be finite. It's finite. Eventually, right? Yeah. Because there's only... There's yeah, only so can... many moves you can do. Right. Right? Like, you can move forward. You can't really move back. I mean, unless well, you can't. Yeah, like, there, pieces, I think but... there's a lot of moves. Like, there's an insane amount of moves. But there's, there's what, 64 squares? Yeah, it has to be finite. And then there's, so then there's, what, 16 pieces on each side? But does, so wait, does the, does the question mean then, could the game, games theoretically... I think mm -hmm. theoretically could go on infinitely, right? Theoretically, if they never, if you never catch the king, the game could go on indefinitely, right? 
Well, no, because it would go. It would eventually. It would end in a stalemate, right? I well, if you never and, take unless those you opposing purpo- pieces. like, I guess if you purposely never. Yeah, I think that's. I I feel like that's the question. Is like they you could literally go on in perpetuity, forever. There's an. Well, does that eventually you'd have to repeat a move, right? So that wouldn't be infinite moves. Like the it, game itself could go on forever, but eventually you would repeat a move. Right. Exactly. But so what, there's not an infinite number of moves. Hmm. This uh, this is an interesting one. Right. Yeah. It's so, we're having our own chess match. Oh. <laughs> we got intense music. <laughs> uh, do, 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 do. It's like wait a minute. What about this one? Right. <laughs> um. So let's. Let's just take a leap of faith. Let's do yours. Let's say no. If you if you keep the heart of the game in place, the game will not go forever. Yeah, like I think you would like for it to go on forever, you would purposefully like you'd purposely have to create a situation in which it could go on forever. Right. Cuz I think so, even after even like you would accidentally <laughs> get the king eventually. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You'd, yeah, because you'd have to... So, theoretically, there will be a finite... Now, it could be a lot. could be 100,000 moves or some crazy mm-hmm. stuff. But, theoretically, there should always be an end. Yeah. It, yeah, I think unless you were actually trying to, like, not win the game. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's do that. Let's say, let's say false. There is not an infinite number of potential moves. Yeah. All right, let's do it. I, I, how, so, you're feeling pretty good about this one. <laughs> well, I actually felt pretty good about the first one, so I guess we'll find <laughs> out. Yeah. Yeah, so bad we get fucked on this one. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Then we're going to go false. There is not an infinite number of potential moves in a single chess game. Three, two, one, bam. It is false. Good yeah. one, Doe. Good one. All right. While there are there is a finite number of chess moves, the number is larger than the total number of electrons known in the universe. Oh, what? Wow. Originally, chess pieces moved slightly differently. The palms could only move one space on the open, and the queen just one space diagonally. The queen gained her modern significance after chess was introduced to Spain in the 1400s. To reflect the extraordinarily powerful Queen Isabella... The first, the same queen that sent Columbus on his western voyage to India that was rudely interrupted by the USA! USA! <laughs> so, I added that last part. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, actually, Alex, he found <laughs> what it would be known as the Caribbean. <laughs> no, it's Merca. <laughs> Do you not see all the statues we have here of him? <laughs> Yeah. Look at the statues, please. You'll understand. (laughs) According to one legend, King Ferdinand was playing an intense chess match against an archbishop and was tilted because he was losing. And the archbishop was talking shit about he was about to win in five moves. The queen and a Spanish soldier saw how the king could actually win, but the king was so inside his head he obviously could not see it. Just as the king reached out to make the wrong move, the queen shouted, Do you not win, my lord? He pulled his hand back, reanalyzed the board, and proceeded to win in four. 
he was so fucking stoked about his Tom Brady style comeback <laughs> that when the queen asked him one last time if he would approve Columbus's bonkers voyage, the king had already was ready to give her whatever the fuck she wanted. <laughs> <laughs> just another evidence that men are just way too emotional to rule. Am I right? <laughs> so yeah. I see what you did there. He's like, he's like, oh, fuck yeah, I won. I kicked the shit out of this archbishop. And yeah, uh, yeah you get whatever you want, honey. Go ahead. I'm, I'm going to yeah, fucking, fine. I'm going to taunt the shit out of this stupid idiot. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so yeah, there is an infinite, or there's a finite number of chess moves, but larger than the total number of electrons known in the universe. Fuck. I thought it was going to be like 200,000. Oh, right. yeah. move. oh cool so like an untainable number that's cool yeah, yeah. Like, like oh my god yeah like you, you uncomprehensibly the large death, the heat death of the universe would happen before you do all the moves right there you go all right well we got it though it doesn't matter we fucking did it we're one for one baby <laughs> Hey, hey, Joe here from Allegedly. Real quick, I want to tell you about this week's sponsor, Newsly. Newsly is an audio app for your iOS or Android that picks up the most trending articles from the topics that are most important to you, and here's the trick, reads them to you in a natural human voice. From the Batman to Bitcoin, Kiev to the Kardashians, follow any topic your heart desires. And while you're there, go ahead and check out their featured podcast from over 50 countries, like say, I don't know, allegedly. I've been using it for over a week now, and I'm loving the convenience of having my news and podcasts all in one place. So come and join me by clicking the link in the description and downloading Newsly for free. As an added bonus, go ahead and use the promo code allegedly and receive one month of their premium subscription for free. Stop scrolling and start listening. Okay, back to the show. Yeah, yeah. Huh. yeah. All right, here we go. Fact number three. On the side, yes. Okay, here we go. On the sci-fi classic TV series Star Trek, Captain Kirk and Spock <laughs> played <laughs> played three D chess together on three occasions. Kirk won all three games. No, no, Spock always wins. I, honestly, that's, honestly, I well, don't know. I don't know. That would be the logical answer. <laughs> oh, it's only logical. I don't remember. I, I I don't think Spock ever won, or I don't think uh, Kirk ever won, though. I I genuinely do not know. Like my well, my Star Trek knowledge does not run deep. Well, Spock is a Vulcan, right? Mm-hmm. Genius intellect. Well, he's half Vulcan. Let's get it. Let's get it real. Half Vulcan, half yeah. human. And let, let, it, let us not get crowds of people angry at us. Yeah, yeah. Whew. But Kirk is like the go get. I, I don't think. See, I don't know the original series, right? Like, right. Um, I was always a next gen guy, right? Picard for the win. So I but see, it doesn't make any sense that Kirk would beat Spock every time. I would think that it would be the other way around. Spock beats him every time, but Kirk's able to always do the impossible. Right. Yeah, because that's that's the whole point of uh, the tests they run, right? Like you well, put the captain in the um, um, impossible situation and Kirk well, games the system yeah, to beat but, the impossible. 
but I think he also in in those situations where it is impossible, he always wins, right? Like, I think mm-hmm. that's his that his claim to fame, right? He's the shoot first, ask questions later captain that somehow always pulls out a victory, right? So I don't know. I'm gonna go false. I think I think Spock won every game. Yeah, because like because I would say that because Spock would know the rules and. You can keep Kirk from cheating. <laughs> <laughs> so he's not going to... He can't pull out the impossible. Kirk won every game because he cheated. Yeah. He's like, what do you Obviously, mean? Because that's, that's how you beat the Kobe Mushu or the Mushu Pork or what the fuck ever that oh, test the is Kobayashi? Called. Yeah. It's called the, Ko- the Kobayashi... Can't remember. That one. Yeah. I, I, th- I think it's called Kobayashi. Hmm. Yeah, it's like, a, yeah, the simulation. Um, dude, yeah, no, William Shatner just fucking trying to gain Leonard Nimoy. Like, I mean, let's yeah, be honest here. As human beings go, Leonard Nimoy is vastly superior to <laughs> William Shatner. Let's be honest. Like, let's just be real. Leonard Nimoy beat William Shatner every time in chess. <laughs> yes, in real life and in the show. Yeah. It, if this is not true, I, I, it just further cements the reason why you should start with next generation and not the original series like Like, it doesn't it wouldn't make sense if spock didn't win exactly exactly so let's just do it fuck it i have nothing to go against this outside of i i spock is just the logical choice i'm I'm gonna channel my inner vulcan here (laughs) what do you think you think you you feeling the same thing i feel (laughs) like it's false (laughs) it's only logical, Captain. <laughs> I don't do it. Checkmate! <laughs> yeah. Why are you playing against Khan? <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. And there's two different cons, too. I, I will say... I'm, so- I- I'm sorry I confused the continuity there of yeah. our hypothetical. Yeah, let's... <laughs> Pump the brakes for a second. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when you made Sean Connery a cattle rancher, it was all made sense. But yeah, well, you start you start mixing up the motion pictures with the fucking TV show. Okay, so let's go false on this one though. I think I think Spock won every game. Sound good? Mm-hmm. All right, here we go. Three, two, one, bam! Oh, it's true. Son of a fucking shit. Okay. Well, now the world just doesn't make sense. Yeah, it doesn't. So, okay, it says, Before any Trekkies come here and say, Actually, <laughs> this, uh, it should be noted that at least one win appears to be implied based on Captain Kirk's comments. So if you think this is wrong, take it up with the internet. So go bitch at them. Star I Trek's- think it's wrong. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let me be in the first to disagree. Actually... <laughs> I don't th- I won't take implied wins. <laughs> so, Star Trek's iconic 3D chess game fascinated people everywhere and became a pop culture phenomenon on its own. As novel as it seemed to viewers in the 1960s, tri-dimensional chess variations have been around since at least at, at least the late 1800s. One version from 1907 is still considered classic 3D chess with five stacked 5x5 boards and is designed around the idea to emulate modern warfare. You need to also be able to attack and defend from above aerial and below underwater. 
Star Trek's version maintains the original 64 squares of chessboard, but arranged spatially to uh, convey the idea that battles of future would be heavily influenced by space travel. The show Futurama once parodied Star Trek's 3D chess by featuring a 3D Scrabble board. (laughs) (laughs) God, Futurama was great, wasn't it? Dude, it was fucking great. I actually just went to Comic-Con last week, and I got to see Billy West, the guy that does Fry's voice. Nice. And I swear to God, he can turn. He's he's old school actor, right? Those guys can mm-hmm. literally just turn it on, like it's not edited or anything. Because he does Farnsworth, he does uh, uh, Fry, he does um, what's the other guy, uh, Zoidberg, and then he also does uh, fuck, I can't remember. But he can just he can flip between them just instantly. Nice, it's, it's bananas. So good shit. But yeah, no, fuck this question. But Wait. how's his Connery? <laughs> Dude, watch, he whips it out and he's like, Yes, yeah. you tell you be the judge of that. Oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> so the, the writer just texted me. She said when she did her research, the reason why Spock would lose is because he would not make logical decisions. And so, or he would make logical decisions, whereas Kirk would not make logical decisions, which would right. confuse him. But like, Honestly, though, the, so what's the logic? The, it just sounds like they just try so, to write him as naive. So if they're like. playing Mortal Kombat, <laughs> Kirk was just a smash button player? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And Spock was like, you're you're negative in that move. Why would you not block or something? And Kirk's just like, it's all in the wrist. <laughs> just shuffling his I'm hands just hitting X nine times. Yep. Why would you drop another uppercut <laughs> i don't know i felt like it spock <laughs> well we got it wrong i'm sorry i was so confident. finish him indeed <laughs> i was so confident in that one i'm sorry this is the second one i was confident in that i got wrong so no I, more for me. hey you, i was right there with you that just but you were confident in the second one and you got it right i'm i am off today so all right fair enough yeah I don't know what's going on. Sorry. Chess is my, uh, not my bag, I guess. I'm just <laughs> fucking it up. <laughs> All right, here we go. Are you ready for fact number four? Let us go there. Where <laughs> every man has been before. I knew it was coming. I knew the gap was intended, so I didn't say anything, and it still took me off. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it still took me off guard. Like, it was hilarious. All right, here we go. Fact number four. The first fully automated machine that could consistently beat a human at chess was built in the year 1770. What? It was an automaton. (laughs) They had to crank it up. They had those. No, okay, wait. No, hold on. This is not okay. That could beat a human. What? 1770. How stupid were humans? I believe it was based off a Da Vinci design. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. What what do you do? Like, okay, wait. So chess is about inputs and outputs, right? Mm -hmm. You move a piece, and then you respond to that movement, whether it be you ignore it or you don't. Like, the amount of calculations that have to go in, we just learned that there's a finite moves, but it's more than fucking all the molecules in the universe. How do you calculate for that in 1770 outside of using quantum computing? Yeah, like, unless you played the same game. Like, I could imagine you, 
somehow building like with cogs and wheels and stuff a machine that could play a game of chess but wouldn't it just be the same game of chess yeah i don't know like how would you yeah how, like what if you moved a piece differently <laughs> I, I that's what's that's what's confusing to me like 1770 like how would they even build this this has to be true this is way too wacky but i don't know you got to make the call on this one i've been i've been shit lately let's get let's do it like no it ha- like it has to be true. It has like to be fucking, right. It has to be true. Like fucking, Da Vinci has like... Dude, this is where the codes come in. It has to be. Like some right, crazy like, shit. Let's, what was the wording of it again? The first fully automated machine. So it's fully fucking automated. Auto- Jesus. That could consistently beat a human at chess was built in the year 1770. I don't know, dude. Huh. I don't know. Not... Ugh, fuck. This is so wacky. It feels like it's true. Otherwise, the author's like, these morons. I have a feeling it's true, but there's a gimmick to it. Like, they took, like, it was a carnival thing, and they did just play the same game over and over again. And it was like, look at this machine beating man. But in reality, <laughs> it, it wasn't. It's just a human in, a, like, a, like, a metal suit. Yeah. I am like- robot. <laughs> beat you. <laughs> <laughs> like, Cogsworth, get out here. <laughs> Dude, it's because it's 1770, right? So it's like George Washington sitting down like, by Jove, he doesn't yeah. even use forks. <laughs> I am going to beat you. Take this. For the British government. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with true, but I think there's a caveat hidden in there. Oh, okay. So let's do it. Let's go true because it's way too wacky. It's way too wacky. Right? I, have, I have no... I don't know. I don't know. Is that your core feeling, though? True? Yeah, like, I was thinking it's true. Like, it's got to be true. We're going to go true, then. The first automated machine could consistently beat a human at chess was built in the year 1770. Three, two, one, bam. Oh, it's false. We're dumb. God damn it. God, we're so stupid. (laughs) It it was like, it was so wacky that it had to be true. Yeah. Oh, my God. You're going to love this, though. However... In 1770, a Hungarian inventor, Wolfgang von Keppelen, did construct an elaborate chess-playing automaton known as the Mechanical Turk that appeared to play independently but was really controlled by someone hiding inside who was really good at chess. Come on! (laughs) One of the greatest hoaxes of all time, the Mechanical Turk even fooled Napoleon and Benjamin Franklin! Yes. Who was the machine's final opponent and is said to have had a fascination with the device for the rest of his life. The arms, and ha- arms, hands, and figures were controlled by intricate levers and gears, and the inside was lit by a candle, also elaborately hidden. But how did they uh, know what to move and when? The pieces hid small magnets, and inside the box was a number grid on the ceiling matching the chessboard above each square had a magnet and a string when opponents would move a piece the magnet clicks or the magnet click would vibrate the string and signal where it was placed to add to the intricate illusion several modifications were made over the years including fun clockwork sound effects the ability to make facial expressions and a robotic voice changer so it could say check in french See, I, th- I think I think we got this one right too. 
Checkmate. Next Fuck opponent. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking red. He totally grifted these guys. Yeah. There's a little picture of a guy in a little... It's too funny, dude. It's the most human being thing to do. It's like, I have made a robot, everybody. Come check it out. Napoleon's like, holy ballsack. And they did it again. We got grifted again. Like, we thought it was fucking real. Yeah. Well, because humans are amazing. But right? They do like, I was like, sometimes. come on. <laughs> dude, Napoleon's like, get this man a job. Right. This, this. <laughs> like, how long does the grift go, right? Like, does the guy live like, in the quick, box now? Bring this machine to the battlefield. <laughs> Make him a general. Yeah. Move that We'll outthink the enemy yet. He's bulletproof too. He cannot <laughs> be stopped. To Waterloo. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what the robot said. Go to Waterloo. <laughs> <laughs> Even Ben Franklin, who was supposed to be a smart dude, he's like, "How how does this machine work?" <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> like. I'm glad that we have some, like, internal skepticism and cynicism now. Because I feel like currently, today, it would be like, oh, that's cool. Let's look inside. And he's like, oh, you can't. It's secret. And I'm like, because there's a dude in there. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Gosh. That's hilarious. What happens if you move your chess piece back and forth? I mean, it's all magnets, right? Vibrating a string. Does the mm-hmm. dude inside just get really confused? Because I do it. <laughs> I move my pieces back and forth. You know, you don't take the finger off. Oh, right. It fucking confuses the shit out of him. He's just like, holy shit, he's moving all the pieces at once. All right, well, we got it false. We still have one, though, so we're not going oh for 5 this time. <laughs> we're having a rough go. Yeah, chess Chess is not our forte, bro. <laughs> all right, here we go. Well, let's go to fact number 5 and see if we can redeem ourselves for 2 out of 3. So fact number 5. Director Stanley Kubrick at one point in his life played chess for 12 hours a day. It seems like something he'd do. He looks like one of those doofuses you'd see at the park playing chess. Like, he looks like a homeless dude, really. Just some homeless dude fucking playing chess. (laughs) You know, in like Central Park. (laughs) He he seems like one of those maniac people. Yeah. (laughs) I, I don't know. I mean, I got, I got, I got nothing. So, so, okay, okay, okay. He has to, he, he likes this crazy organized, but see, okay. Yeah. One point in his life played chess for 12 hours a day. That's a lot of chess, mm-hmm. but he's also, he likes to jerk himself off too. Like I could definitely see him be like, I played chess for 24 hours and three days once. And you're like, what? Yeah. Like just, I mean, just, we know he's crazy and we know he's specific and we know like, we know he thinks he's really smart, so... Yeah. I think he'd be that guy. I mean... I think... He, I he, I have a feel. I can imagine him at a party like, yes, I was going to be a chess master. <laughs> but I decided to make films instead. Yes, okay. That makes a lot of fucking sense. Right? Yes. Yes, and then he's just like, and then they wanted me to film the Apollo, the land, moon landing, and I was like, I'm going to do The Shining instead. Yes, I... Look, Shelley Duvall, I don't care that your hair's falling out. (laughs) Do you know what made my hair fall out? 
being a grandmaster at chess. Right. You're merely pretending on film. <laughs> Do you know what's hard? Chess is hard. I would know because I played 12 hours a day. I'm merely asking you to walk through a door properly 40 times in a row. Get a new door on there and have them hack it down again. Do you know what's really hard? Say checkmate 40 times in one hour. <laughs> yes, I could see this. But I don't know. This could be... We've been wrong consistently all day. <laughs> <laughs> Everything that we know for sure has probably been wrong. Except for yours, the second question, you were like, bam, and you nailed it. Yeah, but the other ones I didn't disagree on. So. Yeah, that's true. So, okay, so so Stanley Kubrick, do you think he's out? Okay, one way or another, he we're either agreeing that, yes, he actually did it for 12. doesn't matter if he's good or not. He actually played a lot of chess. Mm -hmm. Or he said he played a lot of chess. Yeah. Which I think he's a dick enough to do. 100%. Let's do this then. Let's let's fucking do it. Fuck it. I I say fucking I can't think of a good Stanley Kubrick reference to say let's do this. So, I don't even really know what his voice sounds like too much, so that's what yeah. I've just been doing. Yeah. Well, I I like our Stanley Kubrick better anyway. Right. I think like most people like our Stanley Kubrick better. <laughs> oh. Deep cut over here, Joe. Deep fucking cut. Right. Okay, so let's do it. Final fact. Are you feeling it? Are you feeling good? Do you know what I was feeling? <laughs> I was feeling exhilarated playing chess 12 hours a day. <laughs> After I won against my third grandmaster in a row, I thought to myself, movies seem a bit more complicated and challenging, so I did that instead. Do you know what's challenging? Moving to Russia to play against all those grandmasters for 12 hours a day. <laughs> they wanted me to stay and teach them how to play chess better, but I was like, my gift is in making film. I was going to then teach them how to fix communism, but I had to go make Full Metal Jacket. <laughs> I took the fight to the silver screen instead. <laughs> I said, you know, I don't think this whole USSR thing's gonna last very long. But anywho, I should go make The Shining. Yes, I agree. Okay, well, if it's wrong, and he, what if he's just like really nice about it? He's like, oh yeah, I played sometimes, and I kind of. Oh, suck. like it was a fun, it was a fun hobby as I was a kid. Yeah. Yeah, right? Like, yeah, I played all the time because I had a lot of fun. And my, you know, it's like, what if it's like a touching story? It's like, I really bonded with my grandfather over chess. He loved it. And we played for 12 hours, like, every day over the summer. <laughs> right? And he's like, that inspired me to, like, go to film and kind of immortalize it. Like, a really sweet story. And we're just, like, trashing him. We're like, what a piece <laughs> of garbage. <laughs> Shoot. Okay, well, let's see what happens. Let's. Let's see. Let's say true. Director Stanley Kubrick, at uh, one point in his life, played chess for 12 hours a day. Sound good? Yeah. It sounds right. great. It sounds phenomenal. It sounds almost as good as all my awards for playing chess. <laughs> Which I put on display in a bunker that I have built to watch all my films. 
<laughs> Little known fact, you can actually see me playing chess in all my movies. <laughs> There's a chess reference every 30 minutes in my films. <laughs> 2001 A Space Odyssey. I had more takes than all the neutrons in the galaxy. <laughs> yes, that's exactly what happened. Okay, it's it's official. Fucking. <laughs> <laughs> this has to be true. If it's not, I'm going back in time to make it true. <laughs> okay, so we're going to go true. Director Stanley Kubrick at one point played chess for 12 hours a day. Three, two... One, bam. It is true. Ah, <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay, okay. Kubrick used to play chess for money in the same park as Bobby Fischer, which is New York, I believe, isn't it? Oh, my shit. Yeah, dude. And his love of the game is well known. During the filming of The Shining, actor, <laughs> <laughs> actor Tony Burton played Apollo Creed's trainer in the Rocky movie, so I think he's the guy, right? He's the guy with the shiny, the gameskeeper or yeah. something? Yeah. Had only a small part, but he and Kubrick loved playing chess so much that the actor stayed on set for six weeks instead of one. <laughs> chess... Yeah. Oh my god, Joe! Fucking... Chess is incorporated into nearly all of Kubrick's films! <laughs> If in no other way than through the director's extremely disciplined approach to both the game and his work, Kubrick explains, with respect to films, chess is more useful preventing or is more useful preventing you from making mistakes than giving you ideas. Ideas come spontaneously, and the discipline required to evaluate and put them to use tends to be the real work. He also states. You sit at the board, and suddenly your heart leaps. Your hand trembles to pick the piece and move it. But what chess teaches you is that you must sit there calmly and think about whether it's a really good idea and whether there are other, better ideas. It has been speculated by fans that Kubrick's final movie, Eyes Wide Shut, has 16 characters on each side of the plot and is an elaborately acted out chess match. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Fucking Stanley Kubrick, chess wizard. I love it when our bonkers impersonations of people turn out to be almost true. <laughs> like, what the f- How did we nail this one? So, like, we got all the last ones wrong, and then we just fucked this question. <laughs> like, we did it. Well, you see, <laughs> just like any game of chess, I sat back- <laughs> Stared at my trembling hands <laughs> and made the move I knew to be true. I knew that I had to give up a couple of questions. It was a sacrifice I was willing to make. But in the end, I took the game. Some would say it was a pawn sacrifice, but I say it was a queen's gambit. <laughs> Did you end this one with check? Mate, allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. And then, so the last note is, there is no bonus this week, as this is an intellectual episode. You are judged entirely on our merits. So, two out of three. We, two, no, two out of five. We, we suck. <laughs> that is our merits. We suck. 
Well, perhaps next time we shall sit down and not think of the move we know to be true, but the move we know to be true. Well, what you have to do is you look at each piece and you say, am I willing to sleep with those pieces? And if you're not... They let me one. tell you. Let me tell you a story where I dressed up as a giant chess piece to get with this mean-faced queenie. <laughs> oh shit! Well, you wanna you wanna close this one out? Let's do it. And there you have it. That was this week's allegedly podcast, where unfortunately we were the pawn sacrifice this week. <laughs> but it was all in the name of entertainment. And a better show. So I think I think we would have at least made Stanley Kubik proud. <laughs> or at least at least we hope we, we made you entertained. Go ahead uh, go ahead follow us at Twitter and Instagram at allegedly. Shoot us an email with all your chess moves and corrections on the actual logical answer of Spock <laughs> at allegedly dot podcast at gmail dot com uh and go ahead like share subscribe to the show and leave a comment uh it really helps out the channel and a special treat this week we not only have this but we are also presenting allegedly presents the nerd brew which is a new show we're trying out uh it's a little less formal uh just us talking more nerd stuff uh as usual <laughs> so until Next time. Well, I'll, I'll dig you out of the beach soon. Actually, the beach is the illogical one. The logical one <laughs> is pawn. I'll pawn you later. Check? Check you later? I'll, I'll check. You know what? Yeah, I'll check you later. Check you later. <laughs> check you later. <laughs> All right. Let's save this one. <laughs>